0: Hi guys, it's your host Matilda and your host Hidiza
1: and your other host Imama
0: and you're listening to the Africa Lypso podcast. welcome back to today's episode we are very much into 2021 and it's so funny because last week when we came on we were like oh so far it's just dangote's ass so like we're all good Um, 2021 is looking up and then the insurrection happened like in america and we're like here we go united states of america (laughs) literally it looks like we're living 2020 part two No, but you know what, it's it's interesting Because I feel like
1: everybody's saying that But I don't think so still It's like, okay, so the thing Yeah, the thing happened in America And I thought that that was very, obviously, mad and foolish And whatever it was But, like, I don't know, I just felt like It just, obviously, it was a big deal But, like, I just feel like At this point in 2020, there were, like Bigger deals that had happened that were just more traumatizing for the world January 11th as opposed to Hmm. I mean maybe not January 11th but like I know like early last year like just like a lot of things had happened and I just feel like people are already saying oh like you know this year is as bad as last year this year is 2020 part 2 but I'm just like it's just the American insurrection like I'm not saying that that's a small thing but no 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 like I'm not saying that that's a small thing but like
2: imagine imagine people being sparked over here in Canada to to start their own no okay no Um, you don't in Toronto
0: no in Toronto (laughs) they have been a lot of like pro-Trump rallies yeah like anti-mask
2: rallies if you really yeah. pay attention like honestly, and this one, honestly Quebec I haven't is already really locking seen them down. like that on the news Quebec is already locking down imagine if Ontario locks down now and all these pro-Trump people come out and be like Man. yo this but is like
1: I haven't extra- I haven't really seen a lot I mean I've seen like pro-Trump stuff in Canada but like it's not like it, it hasn't been posed as like a security mm. threat if you get what I'm trying to say like yeah. it's not really as big a thing so like that's why I'm like yes things are happening in America, but it's happening yeah. in America, it's not happening
0: in the world. It kinda <laughs> is fair. like okay, before we move ahead and we have a guest. I think he's just keeping quiet because he's like, When you people are ready, you invite me. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, before we actually start so let, we do the let's do the intro. So today we're yeah. joined by George and George, we'd really love for you to give your accolades so that you can do it very well.
3: Thank you, thank you for for having me. Um, Well, I'll I'll just, you know, give a brief background, you know, about myself, you know, and, you know, why I'm here. Don't Um, be humble. So my name is George. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) My my (laughs) name is George Oni. I'm a Nigerian, you know, who lives in Canada, uh, What are you to be specific, in Ontario. And I run a fintech company, and um, I'll elaborate on what a fintech means. So it's basically financial technology. And we leverage technology within the financial industry, and we provide a, a suite of services ranging from loans to credit cards to insurance to debt conservation, and a lot more. And due to our platform and our technology, from our matching algorithms to our back end processes, you know, we have tons of data, you know, about you know people's finances, uh, from the loans they take to their credit card statements and a lot more. So we see a very in-depth um, analysis, you know, of people's finances. And I'm here to talk about, you know, financial planning, you know, things to avoid, things to do, things not to do, and you know how people can sort of create a, a better financial future for themselves.
0: And that's good. That um, was very,
1: that was very, very like clean. I love that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you don't get it, George is trying to say we are here to come for everyone's financial um, <laughs> habits well, today. Yeah. That's including ours. Because honestly, like I've been looking at my finances and I'm just like, bro. But I think it's just a really good conversation to have, especially because we're just starting 2021. I know some people don't really believe in like New Year, New Me. Kind of things, but I feel like even though it's kind of a construct, it's kind of a new start for you to start at least thinking about financial planning and thinking ahead, basically financially. So it's a good time mm-hmm. to, to um, open the year or a good thing to open the year with thinking. But yeah, yeah. George, how have you been?
3: Oh, I've been good, uh, I've been good. Um, as you guys mentioned, you know, we're looking at 2022.0 so far, and so. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: i is not positivity to on here so we love it
3: to call these people. I'm
0: how about you, Imama and Hadiza? How's your week's been?
2: Oh, it's been okay actually. I had a lot of work um, last week. Like I, I worked a lot of hours. Yes, last week. I don't even know how that happened. And like I have exams this week, so or an exam this weekend, anyway, so. Yeah, just busy, busy, busy. How about yours?
1: Um, mine has been. Mine has been good. I am trying to take a break from social media, so. it it has been a lot harder than i thought it was going to be like literally i kept picking up my phone several times today trying to open twitter and instagram i'm just like it's not my phone anymore this is very stressful what am i going to do (laughs) so it's actually been very interesting just taking a mind, i know but it's it's hard (laughs) Yeah? yeah
2: it is i actually deleted my social media but I had you say you barely use social media already yeah but no i was using True. it like i was i was scrolling a lot like i mean the thing is i barely use it but like it still was like distracting like quite a bit this year mm, earlier this year that's fair. so i just deleted it i'm the, deleted it for the 30 day you know they give you that 30 day thing mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah. after oh, that, okay. was, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, no, I wasn't bold enough to do that yet. I just kind of deleted the app. So my plan is, at like a specific time every day, I might go on for like an hour, like on my laptop. But it's like, you know, having mm. to do that extra work to actually get on my laptop and open yeah. the... I feel like that's just like a lot mm. harder for me to do than just open the app. So I just deleted yeah. the app for now. Maybe I, I might graduate is- one day to delete in my accounts. But for now, we're not there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but why, yeah, that's, why that's, that's did you go off social media?
1: Oh um I don't know I just kind of felt like it was definitely a distraction and I also felt like as much as I love the content, I think a lot of times like it kind of shapes how you view things, and not necessarily in like a positive way. So mm. it was kind of like not the best content, I'd say, mentally. And it was also just like taking a lot of my time. Like I don't want to say I was addicted to it, but I definitely wasn't a, a lot more than I would recommend. So I kind of felt like I needed just space from it. Like you know, space for me to actually do other things than check Twitter. Like I would literally wake up and check Twitter. Like that like that was <laughs> it's like Twitter was like my newspaper and like honestly it has great content but I just don't know that it's content that I want to consume like twenty-four hours a day.
3: Mm. Okay. Have you guys tried clubhouse? You know it's Oh,
1: yeah. It's oh Pub- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually no, that one I kept because I felt like that one was useful and like I can have conversations on yeah. that, useful? Like that one. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's useful. I, I feel like Clubhouse is
0: my problem now cuz like I t- I was literally up till like 2 a.m. yesterday just listening to was it yesterday or 2 yeah. days before they were talking about like hinge horror stories I was oh. up there till, like 2 a.m. <laughs> and were, like wait George like what kind of rooms do you go into I find like George is like, like, like inspired intellectual yeah. like you know like <laughs> gurus <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, uh, initially I started out, you know, with the real estate finance, all that one, of but course. the interesting parts were uh, the relationship ones, you know, uh, and then you know there's one about was it a tea room where it was just really messy? It was very
0: oh, interested. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you might find this interesting, but I, I, I ventured into one where they were literally just talking about like good stocks to that to invest in right now. And it was hmm. just people on stage, like just going through the ones, like um, and like how much they've grown in the last couple of months and stuff like that. I was like, okay, clubhouse is there's a different side of clubhouse. Right? <laughs> there <laughs> is. <laughs> the clubhouse, is There's separate, a right? whole different <laughs> <separate>. side <laughs> because the ones may I pop into is um, Dangote's ass is the is <laughs> the topic of
2: this. Uh-huh. <laughs> or yeah relationship no, like or, the or relationship,
0: relationship. Or relationship yeah. ones yeah
1: apparently Nigerians love talking about relationships or marriage it. or those
3: those
2: stuff uh, DNA DNA <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's like the topic of the it seems the year but yeah, yeah. but to dive into the topic now like um Again, we're talking about financial planning And um, I know, George, you talked about having, like, lots of data Because of um, your line of work And, like, how people financial plan But really, let's start with what exactly a financial plan is Are you able to, you know, give us a little bit of insight there?
3: Sure, sure So, essentially, you know, a financial plan is setting up a short-term Or long-term financial goal And putting out a plan to actually meet it So be it a goal to pay off your debt, to buy a house, to save for retirement or to go on a vacation and understanding your spending patterns and your income, you know, And having a way to distribute that income towards that goal, specifically.
0: Hmm. And it's interesting because, okay, I've had a conversation with someone and I'm one person that, like, I really like scrutinizing my finances and everything. And it makes me worried all the time. And when I express that to my more, I'd say, more lax friends, they're like... I calm down like it's not even that deep because and i remember, like i had a discussion with someone they were like right now they don't really care about a house or something but maybe when they're thirsty if that's important to them then they'll start saving and then they'll buy a house mm-hmm. but i was mm-hmm. like is that i've even actually heard that before Smart? i've heard like, that
1: multiple times is a
0: house a thing you wake up and just can buy especially in the I mean, west not <laughs> i don't
1: think you wake up and like just can buy it but like i think you can wake up and like just start saving for it at like a specific age
0: huh okay but like george based on the i don't know what do i know me me too what do i know actually (laughs) that's why we have george here so like i don't know if you've seen like examples of like bad financial planning and like what it results in just so we understand like the importance because i i'm also surrounded by some people that think sometimes i'm doing too much and sometimes i ask myself why am i even trying to do this like if we're all going to end up in the same place so like i'm wondering if there's any importance
3: Oh, it's very important because uh, lack of financial planning oftentimes leads to bankruptcy. Um, you know, it leads to, yeah, yeah. Personal bankruptcy. So a lot of people take on a lot of debt and they cannot service that debt and it reaches, especially credit cards, you know, credit cards are a two-edged sword. They can either be very good or they can do you a lot of harm and yeah. more times uh, they do people, you know, greater amount of harms due to the high interest rates and you know other forms of leverage. So financial planning is very key, you, you know, uh, because you want to. It's sort of like okay, the, the two things that you know affects everybody, regardless if you care about them or not, is health and finances. You would be affected by those two things, you know, whether you care. Some might argue love, but you know that that's for a different discussion.
1: Um, <laughs> wait, 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 sorry, you said you said health and what?
3: health and finances health and finances
1: okay health and finances okay those
3: those two things affect Mm -hmm. um almost every human being you know irregardless of Mm -hmm. if they care about about it or not um Mm -hmm. and and in finances you know it's really what is coming in and what's coming out and Mm -hmm. when what is coming out is more than what's coming in you know that leads to problems you know more times more times more times than many um, yeah. So primarily, um, in terms of housing, you know, just to be specific about housing, what gets people in a lot of trouble, you know, sometimes is buying houses that they cannot afford or buying mm-hmm. houses when the market is way overvalued and, you know, and they want to get out and, and they see that, you know, they're st- So, for instance, um, if you bought housing in the 0708 bubble, you know, and you bought a house for let's say three hundred thousand, you know, in the US or you know, where wherever and your bank tells you that your house so you bought for three hundred thousand, it's only worth hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. So huh? then you're liable for <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually yeah, five. This, this happened to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this happened to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people. You know, and oh you're liable for three hundred thousand dollars, but the value of your asset it's only worth one hundred and seventy five. So that gets people in a lot of trouble buying overvalued houses or buying houses that they cannot afford, you know, and they get in trouble in terms of the mortgage payments, um, and, and leverage with the banks. And some end up in foreclosures, you know, some are auctioned off and much more. So in housing, you know, it's, and also why, why do you buy a house? You have to ask yourself that question. Is it, um, is it as an investment? Is it necessary? You know, like, so there, there are a lot of things to determine that, you know, Um, And for some people, renting is a way better option than buying a house, you know, Mm. Uh, because a lot of people uh, buy a house for investments or for capital appreciation. There are a lot of financial assets you can can put. You can put the money in the stock market. Uh, You can buy bonds, you know, you can start a business. Mm.
2: Question. So you said renting for some people is better than buying a house. But like in some cases, though, Okay, when those people do calculate how much you have spent, even for us as students, if you calculate how much we've spent, if we calculate how much we've spent. All right, well, (laughs) 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 none (laughs) of us have kids
3: not students
2: but like sorry i'm still you know young adults young adults i'm still in. i'm searching for my career mode so So yeah so for people who just got out of school or you know like people who rent typically if they calculate how much they have spent in that paying rent for that amount of time you know they could have owned the house in that amount of time as well right so would you even do you even like i guess Recommend that people rent if they, yeah, like I guess go, yeah, to kind of talk about that a little bit. We like, like you are you asking renting? Is that what you're asking? Buying? Like, is renting even? Yeah, like is renting should renting even be? Like, is that a viable option? Good, I, viable option. Considering if you do calculate how much you spent renting, um you could, could you have, as well just you buy a Yeah, exactly. Oh, basically, uh,
3: yeah, absolutely. At least you can build equity to own something. Well, it, 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 it the. The, the answer would depend on the individual. So, for instance, let's say you are working in... Uh, what city are you guys in? Um, let's Ottawa. just use that as an example. Ottawa. As in Ottawa. So, yeah, so you buy a house in Ottawa, but you live in Toronto. Would buying a house in Ottawa make a lot of sense in that, in that scenario if you're not going to live in yeah, it?
2: Yeah, fair. Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, it could,
3: yeah. though,
0: because you could rent it out and pay your mortgage from the rent that people are
3: paying, right? Yes. So yeah, that's a very good point you brought up. So then again, you also have to ask yourself, what are the objectives of buying a house? So yeah. is it as an investment? Mm. Is it as an asset or is it as mm. an expense for you? So to live. some yeah, houses for you to live in. So, and the cost of maintenance for housing, in addition to the mortgage, you know, you still have property taxes, you still have repairs, True. you know, Mm-hmm. Um you still have utilities, so there's there's a lot, you know, there's always that's hidden in, in the cost of housing there's not usually um open to a lot of people.
2: Yeah, that's fair.
3: Uh then the other part I was just gonna bring is is it a housing uh like the market you're buying your house in, is it gonna appreciate in value or depreciate in value? So some houses, you know, could be worth let's say just looking at Canada for instance, could be worth two hundred thousand today, but tomorrow they're worth 150. So if you had bought a house when it was 200, yeah, you would have lost equity, not not in every market, you know, in most cases it would appreciate. But in, in some occasions, it does depreciate, you know, based off of, you know, a lot of a lot of factors in, in place. So for instance, um, the Toronto housing market due to COVID, um, landlords have found, have found it very difficult uh, to rent out a lot of properties. So those that bought a lot of housing within the GTA, uh, they've been disrupted by the work from home economy. And slowly, you know, some of those values would depreciate. So let's say you bought a house, you know, and you're losing equity due to the appraisal getting lower. You know, so there's just a lot of things to contend with. And for most people, buying a house is the perfect financial decision, and you should, if you can afford it. But if you cannot, it can be very detrimental. And if you buy the wrong type of house or the or in the wrong market, it can also lead to financial ruin. Because uh, majority of expenses that most people would, uh, the two biggest purchases in your life for for most people, not 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 everybody, uh, would be your house and your car um so education i guess uh, education yes education education for yes education education for some for some people so yeah so you just have to weigh the odds i'd say
0: yeah that makes sense I have a theory that like a lot of people in our generation are not actually going to get houses, at least in the West. I still feel like owning <laughs> Wait, a house. Because we not have money. <laughs> generally, yeah, yes. Basically, I can't yeah. lie. Like, obviously, one thing that would be nice to also delve into, and I know, George, before we talked about like the whole income planning as well. But I look at my income right now and I look at the average cost of like a house in Ottawa. And it's only going up because what's happening is like because the Toronto market is just ridiculous. Like houses are so expensive that now a lot of people are moving to Ottawa to buy houses so that's pumping up the prices that's pumping up yeah it's so expensive now yeah so then Uh, when I look at the average cost of a house now um divided by the amount of time I have even trying to account for you know increases in um And my salary and stuff like that. I'm just like, bro, what age am I going to actually
2: be able to afford this thing?
0: (laughs) This is me at my age thinking about it as compared to a lot of people that are just like vibes, vibes, vibes. So it's like, when are you now going to think about it? Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah so i don't know absolutely why. and it's also a lot of the way you said like it might not even be so important like a lot of people are not seeing exactly the value in home ownership except if it's as an investment but there's other ways to invest so they're the rest, like why yeah. do i have to have a home
3: right absolutely yeah and just to speak in the lens of canada to give you an example so canada has the second largest land population in the world uh, second to russia Mm-hmm. However, we have two of the world's biggest, if you look at the top 10, you know, biggest housing markets, uh, Toronto and Vancouver. So there is sort of, like us say, a bubble in Canada, as opposed to places like Texas or Philly or Detroit or, you know, other places in North America or other parts of the world where housing is more affordable. So due to, you know, a lot of dynamics such as immigration, wage growth, foreign ownership, That has sort of propagated the market to be a lot more pricey than other areas. And also, if you look at the cost of incomes, you know, as opposed to how housing prices have gone up, they're not the same. So wage growth probably the, over the last like 10 years would it would have been somewhere between five to ten percent but housing prices over the last 10 years you know have probably gone up 30 40 50 and some markets even 100 percent. you know so Girl. there is a there's a dichotomy in, in that in, in that scenario
0: um so. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want us to succeed <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: well there's there a lot of things you know that uh the younger generation can definitely push for um one i'll is more zoning to get more supply for the housing market so a lot of times because Canada has a lot of lands you know just just in relation to Canada but due to zoning laws you know makes it a lot difficult for developers to build new houses so it's more or less a demand and supply if there's more supply then more more times out of less you know prices would go would go lower and that makes it a lot more affordable and also you know uh, now is also relatively lot easier to to, to to own a home due to interest rates uh so now sorry, like interest rates to, are
0: oh interest rates okay sorry go ahead. Interest,
3: interest sorry. rates interest rates okay. Okay. interest rates. Yes. Yes. So uh, due to interest rates, um, yes. so now would also be relatively a good time to secure uh, a long-term fixed, uh, fixed-rate mortgages. Um, you know, just because mm-hmm. the, the interest rate environment can change. You know, in, in, in the near term, because uh, you can have things like inflation um, and wage growth. You know, which can probably push interest rates up. Uh, but for the foreseeable future, you know, it, it seems uh, it seems good in, in, term, in, in that regard.
0: Hmm. Okay. Buy a yeah. house for Matilda 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But like, what else would you be finding? I know like retirement is also one of them. And like, yes. I think that's what yes. a like lot you said, of health us well. aren't doing. Yeah. Health. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, s- so, um, so retirement is and insurance, you know, is very key. Um, and I think for a lot of young people, they don't think they, they want to start in like, like in their 40s or in their mid-30s or some even in their 50s. And I say that so wrong, you know, it's better to start early because then, you know, you're in the game a lot longer. And as you're in the game better, um, you know, it's, it's a lot easier for you as you go by. Uh, And in terms of uh, a retirement plan, you know, just talking specifics and and just even talking about savings, for instance, so due to the low interest rate environment, just putting the money in the bank is not enough uh, Mm. because at most you would get in in some saving accounts is uh, 50 basis points. So 50 basis points is half of 1%. Over this time, that's investment. not going to do much to you. Yeah, that's not going to do much to you. So some people might be better off putting that money in an index fund. You know, basically what an index fund is, it's a portfolio of stocks or bonds, you know, that is designed to mimic the performance, you know, the financial uh, market index. So financial market index would be the S&P or the Dow Jones or the FTSE uh, 100 uh, or, and, and much more. So basically, as opposed to buying in individual stocks, putting your money into just one stock, which oftentimes can be very risky if that company crashes or something happens, you know, and, and that doesn't really happen in the market a lot. Um, so as opposed to putting it in just one stock, or choosing the stocks yourselves you know you could buy a low-cost index fund that wouldn't make the market like, returns oh, it's like
1: a mutual fund, is it like right? mutual funds it's
3: somewhat somewhat like a mutual fund
0: Ah, okay interesting yeah. okay. i've never heard that before i'm just taking notes <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so would you advise someone to start with a mutual fund as well
3: oh, yes yes anything there's so when we're looking at financial products um my main determinant is are they low cost so financial products that often like they have high fees i would recommend to stay away from them because most mm. times they would underperform so low cost they're usually very very good then also look at the track record you know of that financial product what is it performed? previously, although that won't tell you what what is to come, but that can give you an idea of what to expect. Then also, you know, your risk threshold. So how much are you risking? I wouldn't advise to put 100% of your savings in an index fund or mutual fund, you know, but probably 20% might be better, you know, or 5%, you know, or allocated better uh, you know according to the individual
0: okay that makes sense because i I was just going to talk about like how basically i have an experience with that like i feel like when you you um get mutual funds with like those major banks like i don't know if we should be saying their names or anything but like okay (laughs) td for example i had a mutual fund with td and i had it for quite some time and like i noticed like this thing is basically not giving me any money it's like a savings account at this point i feel like td has and those major banks usually have very high up costs so at the end of the day it balances out to like not much either yeah yeah, either that or maybe the um, fund itself is not doing so good but like i really i really don't see it doing well but i read this book that said like you should probably try not to um use those major banks especially when you're having someone manage the fund for you like look for something that has like lower fees
3: absolutely
0: yeah absolutely so just confirming basically what you said
1: okay so I guess like having a mutual fund would be like a good financial plan for an individual to have right like a starting point like a
3: start like a starting point absolutely absolutely having a certain amount of allocation to equities would be good or fixed income so for instance um you know just since we're talking about Africa you know in general oh, since our demographic is. is related to Africa, so a bond is like a it's it's sort of like a loan, you know, um, it's an agreement to repay back a loan at a certain interest rate. So in bonds, you know, um, bond market is, is huge, it's probably one of the biggest, probably if not the biggest, it is the biggest, you know, financial institutional market. And bonds include corporate debt, they include sovereign. So countries, so countries oftentimes will borrow money from the market and would pay back a certain interest rate. So a country like Ghana, for instance, you know, which has, has had a very low default rates over the past years, pays a coupon rate, is what, what we call the bond interest rate of twenty percent, you know. Um oh, wow that's and that's high. that's a yeah, that's high. That's high yeah, yeah, that's high. And you have a bunch of other African countries too, uh, but you have to do, do your due diligence, you know, that, that pay very interesting, you know, coupon rates, you know, on, on their bonds. So that, that too is another, you know, investment source that, that Africans can look for, or that can look to, to invest their money. But but Ghana is one I would recommend, because it's also dollar denominated. So you're not affected by exchange rate risks, ah, as opposed to other currencies. The more you yeah. know.
0: Yeah, that's definitely very interesting because like I listened to this other podcast. Y'all should go check out, um, Road to 30 podcast. They also did a similar thing where they had someone come on and talk about like specifically mutual funds is the episode I listened to. And they talked about just investing in the Nigerian market. And I remember having a conversation with my dad about it. And I'm like, as someone in the diaspora, does it pay to invest here? Where like usually inflation is lower, or like go back to Nigeria where it looks like you get a lot of interest back, but then you are still affected by interest rates. By
3: the exchange, yes, yes. I'm sorry, yes, inflation by, is what in, it's. Inflation, yes, and the exchange rate. So um, yeah. if you look at the year 2020 in review, you know the rate started at uh, I think it was a dollar to 360 and now it's about 380 officially or 390 but in the parallel market it's trading at 460 so even right. if you had a return of 10 percent, you know which would have been 36 you know at that time when you bought it you still have lost money to the to, to the exchange rates you know so it's it's very key to understanding these financial products
0: mm-hmm. um
3: yeah, especially for the bonds
0: so is it actually more advisable obviously we can't really give any like do this Solid or do that advice. yeah but yes, like yes
3: yes uh, as I a wonder,
0: disclaimer yes as a disclaimer yeah let everyone know that this <laughs> because... is it. yeah we're just giving you things <laughs> that's how they'll say George said that I should invest in this place and yeah yeah I'm broke <laughs> but like what I mean is like generally um or even we can speak personally as to like how you do your investments do you feel like there's any merit in going back to nigeria for example and trying to or like other african countries and still like investing there as someone that lives here and still you have investment opportunities here too
3: absolutely absolutely i think you know africa is the next is the current frontier if you look at Other regions, you know, and how the massive growth that they've had, you know, and what Africa has in stock for it, I would say, you know, 110%. However, you know, you have to be very specific of what you're investing in and what opportunities you're trying to take advantage of within the continent. In terms of just the general, like stocks, you know, like publicly traded equities, um, I personally accept if it's sovereign debt, I don't see much opportunity. Um, in those equities however so, so,
0: sovereign debt
3: yeah sovereign debt so like let's say <laughs> uh, uh, so like a bond so let, let's say oh, so let's say nigeria was to like issue like a, a bond you know like a euro bond or a dollar bond mm-hmm. to, to fund his national budget so that that way it's backed by the, uh, by the central bank so that way it's, it's supported by the government so that way it's based off of the balance sheet of the government so in most cases those are lower risk that's what i'm just trying to point out mm-hmm. but like in other areas of the economy, the risks, you know, they, they, they do vary, uh, but where I do see a lot of opportunity, you know, in Africa and I, and I'll give you an example. So the GDP of California as a state in the U S so the two largest economies in the world, are China and the USA, Um, the USA has a GDP of about 19 trillion, you know, um, which is still the largest while China is lagging behind with about 14 trillion, uh, but the state of California, for instance, just the state of California. Has a GDP of 2.3 trillion, just the state of California. But the whole of Africa as a continent. The whole of Africa, and I repeat, the whole of Africa, all the countries. You're yeah, going combined. to make us cry, but go ahead. <laughs> I love her
1: <laughs> emphasis, the whole of Africa, the whole. You already of the know what's about countries in Africa. <laughs>
3: it's, it's under 1.5 trillion.
1: Hey. I can actually vomit. That is disgusting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> under yeah.
3: under 1.5 trillion. So we have a long way to go. So it's also somewhat pitiful, but also shows the opportunity in terms mm. of. Why, why is
0: that an opportunity?
3: Uh, because it's just a different thing. GDP. Okay. <laughs> no, but <laughs> if you can grow and and grow productivity you know that provides wealth that provides opportunity that provides incomes for so many people and i'll give an example so if you look at the country of congo for instance right so congo has every natural resource known to man has been found in the congo um, including lithium mm-hmm. and lithium is what you use to make your car batteries you know um, and you know all sorts of electric devices and much more um cobalt is another precious one but i'll I use lithium as, as an example so the dollar value of 10 kg of lithium just as a raw material is about ten thousand dollars but that same lithium when converted to value-added products such as your phones your batteries you know all those different electronics um i'd like you guys to guess how much you think it's worth Mm,
0: 50
3: Throwing numbers, see, there. No, 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 try no, try no, let's, let's throw, let's let's throw numbers, throw numbers. So, you, did you say 50k? Yes. I will say go higher, go higher.
2: Ah, go Oh,
1: okay, um, like 120.
3: <laughs> higher, higher,
2: higher, higher.
3: Eh? What? 500k. Higher, go higher. Ah, what
0: ah, <laughs> you I say
1: go
3: higher.
0: Nah, oh, no, that, no, that now, we now, we fuck up. Now <laughs> we <laughs> That
1: is actually crazy. Oh my gosh! That's why the west so is, it is like more twenty
0: money million,
3: basically. Of? Two point three million dollars. Two
2: point three million
3: dollars. So, so where's the money? Is it in the natural resources? Or it's in the value added products? It's in, it's the, in the value, value added world. products. You know, so Africa taking advantage of that, you know, and providing. I love this economics
1: beyond. lesson.
0: That's that's the thing yeah. though, because that's why me. I'm mm-hmm. just like when you were like it's low now but that means there's more potential for growth but you said a very important thing and you said if 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 and honestly on this podcast like we are african enthusiasts we believe in africa (laughs) but that if is still um like if we are able to
3: if we're able to
0: take advantage if
3: if, if not the diaspora if not those within our community who else because Mm. the africans um locally don't have the same opportunity that we do and if you look at other economies that really grew so be it india be it china it was those in the diaspora that came back that you know would usually have the capital or would have the connections to put things in in motion and to put things in place Mm. and if we don't do it no one else is going to do it you know like it's only us that can do that continent um
1: so i guess you're pro going back it's not that
3: easy but i I would say (laughs) (laughs) but but I, i would say if you can do something you know um and it and it could just be from for instance, finding out African products that you can um, import to Canada or wherever you are and sell locally. Mm-hmm. Or it could be leveraging services, you know, from those within the continent and outsourcing that to, to those in foreign markets. Mm-hmm. Or just understanding the value chain of certain products and say that, okay, it doesn't make sense why this country is important this or why Africa or why this, you know, country within the continent is important this. Why don't we set up a factory to make this locally? Mm-hmm. And you know it just it's, it's, it just starts from the little things honestly and that goes a long way and you can see the the effects of, of, of China for instance. so China performed what I call like, an, like a huge economic miracle you know China took over 600 million people out of extreme poverty in less than three decades you know that that is huge' that's a huge feat yeah, yeah yeah and the Chinese middle class is greater than the whole population of Europe so in terms of wow. consu- consumption power it's huge you know that's why most cases, you know, when you see, okay, like look at the Canadian housing market um, some years back. You know, who was buying all, all the houses? It's Asians, Asians, it yes. Yeah, yeah, it is were. them. They yeah, they, they they were. You know, who's driving buying all the nice cars out out of the dealership lots? And it's, everything. It's, it's them. It's them. Like,
2: yeah, they, uh, yeah. Their prices are yeah. astronomical. Like people uh, astronomical. there
3: can live. Yeah, yeah, but but they're buying up because of the wealth that has been created from the region. You know. It you know it affects lives you know beyond just you know the the average beyond person China. too mm-hmm. beyond China yeah yeah uh, so and we can do the same
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree but sorry every time i hear imama breathe in at the same time
1: i
3: breathe in
0: (laughs) like i'm so sorry for cutting you off
1: no no no, it's okay i mean you can go ahead because i wanted to ask like i'm I'm going to ask a question that might take us off this so if you have a question that's related to this you can
0: yeah for sure i guess it's just in the um just following up on your your statement on like you know you can buy like stuff and import it here and kind of like resell it basically but does that benefit the continent itself because you might still be buying the raw materials and if you're living here you're basically paying tax on like everything here so is that really benefiting us back home um, or is it benefiting so, I mean, their economy I,
3: so anytime you buy anything from anybody within the continent you're benefiting the economy because you're putting you're creating jobs you know because mm-hmm. somebody would have had to produce that would have to process it you know a farmer would have had to you know do something there that to be some sort of activity mm-hmm. so buying is good you know buying is good however the value of what you buy and the end product of what you buy is also very important because for instance um for let's let's look at raw materials, for instance. So, like, let's say you were to mine uh, lithium, for instance. So, most cases, it, it would be the miner, or the mining company, that would have to do that um, extraction process and sell it to whoever is buying it. But if you were to buy the end product of lithium, you know, which could be like a battery or like a cell phone and everything, let's have a look at the value chain. So, somebody would have to mine the lithium. You know, some engineer somewhere would have to design how the battery would work some process worker would have to assemble how, you know, those machinery of different components would work. So, And, and if you look at the value of, of jobs, those are most likely will be higher paying jobs, you know, and you probably need a lot more people. Then somebody somewhere would need to market that product. You know, somebody would be at a retail store trying to sell you that, that, that phone or that. So the, in terms of as you increase the value added products, you also create value added jobs. So that's really where the shift really needs to be. To, to make it more more viable but just by buying alone you're supporting the economy hugely mm-hmm. hugely mm-hmm. yeah and also providing foreign exchange for that is for, true
1: for, yeah so, yeah so essentially buy naira to so grow naira Sorry, I to say. exactly
3: exactly okay exactly. no no
1: that definitely makes sense so i mean I, d- I did have a question so i know we've been talking a lot about like investing and like i guess i like, kind of buying back as like a good financial plan so were there like other good fine like other good habits that you other habits that you'd recommend as good financial plans
3: as good financial plans um so let's get into the culture of spending, you know, and do okay. we even have a savings culture in a lot of our communities and what do we mm-hmm. value, you know, in, in you know, uh, like, okay, just speaking to, you know, the African, you know, maybe just narrow down on the Nigerian community. Mm-hmm. So in some cases, more than not, we have what they call Pepe Dem culture. You know, <laughs> or he paid them. Yeah, I better pass and my neighbor. <laughs> I better pass my neighbor. Yes, <laughs> yes, <Screaming>. yes. <laughs> yes, and and that that is basically just you know showing off. You know, better than the other person. So if this person buys a Toyota, you have to buy a BMW. They buy a BMW, you have to buy a Mercedes. You know, and much more. And oftentimes that leads to reckless financial decisions. You know, mm-hmm. just due to the culture of showing off. But that, uh, I'd say it doesn't necessarily affect the whole, you know, community, but a, a lot of times, you know, you see people buying like designer items that, you know, probably are not necessary, or you see them buying a lot of frivolities, you know, like bone street. Not, not, if you can please. afford it, <laughs> <laughs> <really too bad. laughs> I <I'm, laughs> you, you
1: know, know what? what? <laughs> I'm not I am still, <laughs> still looking for my bone straight. straight. If you <laughs> want, straight. want to fund my bone <laughs> straight, please let <laughs> me know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, you know I'm a baller, so you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. <but>, please.
1: please. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I receive it. I'm not going to even say anything against that. Yes, <laughs> I am a baller. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but yes you know just making you know those strict financial decisions and tailoring your income you know because at the end of the day if more is going out than it's coming in you know you would be um, oftentimes that would lead to, to trouble so just mm-hmm. making sure you save you know most of your income have a rainy day fund have enough expenses that at least if you were to have no income, you can support yourself for six months to a year, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that that should be... Yeah, that's what they say for your... um, Oh my gosh. So you should say your emergency fund fund should be enough money
1: to
3: last you for a year. Look at COVID, for instance, you know. Look at how many people... We're but like, like I just
1: feel like a year is just like such a long time. No,
0: your emergency fund usually takes quite a bit of time to grow, so but fun. it's so important though. Yeah. I, absolutely. Wow, that's mad.
1: I like I mean personally I used to think that oh your emergency fund should last you for three months. So like I mean, like, I mean, a year makes sense. Like, obviously, given, like, you said, COVID and, like, you know, just what we've seen. But, but I feel I like a year like is definitely the is just...
0: upper bound, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Cause I just feel like a year, like, COVID was definitely like a, de- like, it was, it was, it's like a once in a decade type thing. Like, it's a, it's not a normal occurrence. So, like, a year it just seems like a, it just seems excessive, but. I mean, you people know
0: better. That's what they said, That's what they said.
3: The good thing about finance is you tailor it to what works for you. So for a lot of people, you know, um, one month is okay because, you know, within one month they can get by, get another job or do something or contact family. But in most cases, you know, you want to have an emergency fund for six months to a year of expenses. You know, that 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 is what, that's sort of like the... Uh, the gold standard or the benchmark that you know most people should try to to achieve and yeah and, and most times you might not use that money as a rainy day fund but that can go if you want to buy a house or you know or, or take a vacation you know or what have you
0: if I may mention before you actually go ahead I feel like just to continue on that emergency fund thing and I think like a lot of us hear about this thing like emergency fund emergency fund and we save just generally but I feel like it's important to put a figure on it because what happens is a lot of people are like I know I just have this money there but like you haven't actually calculated how much your expenses are so how do you know how much is 6 months to 12 months of of expenses right so I feel like it's so important to first of all write down your or, or at least but like i guess i'm talking about budgeting and everything because you actually have to see where your money is going to understand what six to 12 months actually looks like for you and it's it's also how you know that you are living above your your um, means. your means, means right because yeah. i feel like for for a lot of people with credit cards for example like and i'm using myself as an example to be honest there was a point in time that i realized every time between paychecks even though i'm saving and stuff i will always dip into my credit card and the next time i get paid i'll pay it off but then before the next time i've spent into my credit card again and i felt like it was just a an indication that i i was living above my means but until i actually sat down and i put together how what i'm spending money on did i realize like bro actually for real like the numbers don't add up basically <laughs> but a credit card will have you believe that you have that money though mm-hmm. so
2: Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I guess it's
0: anyway, that actually made this holiday season
1: like Friday? i was looking at my <laughs> my like credit card is still
0: looking
2: at me like, babe, When I wish I would not pay this though. <laughs> yeah, credit card is a is a trap. It's, it's a it's a big trap.
0: trap. But yeah, you were also talking about insurance. I I guess that's one thing that me I don't even know anything about. Like,
3: so yes, uh, for insurance, you know, there's a lot of different you know insurance products out there. But usually, most people will get life insurance to protect. So let's say. Um, uh, let me just give hypotheticals for instance so um assuming there's a family and there are two um, income earners in that in that family or there's only one income earner in that family and something happens to that income earner but a whole family is dependent on that person for their livelihoods um what happens you know if that person can no longer provide so oftentimes insurance you know life insurance you know just to be specific can be a very valuable asset to have those in
2: those regards oh i was just gonna say i thought life insurance was for like when people pass away then they take their family takes advantage of life insurance so it so life insurance also applies when people are still alive but situations just changed is that what you're saying
3: absolutely yes yes so there is some income protection for 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 life insurance yes i did not know that either yes Yes. Yes. interesting that's
0: cool actually that is. Yeah. Cool. I think we're gonna do. where later this year. We're actually going to delve deeper into insurance. Into insurance, yeah. So d- definitely something we're going to talk about. But that. That's yes, really we can
3: have like a I whole w- workshop, a podcast here where we talk about you know the full gambit of insurance. Of and insurance, much fun, yeah.
0: But i feel Absolutely. like for a lot of people younger people that's a, a very big great zone because like i remember when i did co-op i moved to toronto and i did like a job and like i was talking to my boss then he's a guy in like his 40s and he was like the one financial advice that he will ever give any young person is to get life insurance or was it health insurance or something right now because the thing is like the premiums are lower when you are younger because they yeah. look at you, at you as somebody that um that obviously is not going to need this money anytime anytime soon soon. you're (laughs) not exactly (laughs) technically you're not looking like you're going to
2: die anytime soon the likelihood so So are life insurance rates fixed in the sense that if you get it at a certain age does it remain at that like do you remain there kind of thing
1: i would think so i'm not sure
2: because if they're given the advice it depends on the policy yeah it depends on the policy
0: like some
1: and and the contributions
3: Yes and mm-hmm. some some life insurance policies you can actually take money out of it, so in case you have a rainy day fund or something happens, you can take oh. money out of your life insurance, yeah, yeah,
0: nice, so many teams this challenge it. I'm screaming. Because, okay, but I, I think I think now is a very good time to pivot into income planning because we've said a lot of things now and even I am stressed because I said, oh, this small money I'm making, you want me to do insurance? You, you want, want me to do to insurance? Do, um, you want me to do investment? Rainy day fund? Rainy day rainy fund day emergency fund? <laughs> um, buy, invest in buy Africa? A, buy Nara Africa. to grow Nara. <laughs> 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 now, I just, I'm just one now. So, like, I guess, I, I guess we can pivot into, like, really, when can you really Really do all these things and like when is it feasible what can you do to get to that point where you can actually do all these things really george um
3: first of all i'd say without having any income you can't have a financial plan or without having sufficient income it's hard to have a financial plan so there are two things you know an individual need to ask yourself, is that do I even have the income to support it? And does my income support my expenses? And i giving and let's, you know, just talk in generalities for instance. So let's say someone is earning um, just for simplicity's sake, let's use a thousand dollars as our metric. And if the person's rent is six hundred dollars, right? And their cost of food is about two hundred and transportation and phone bill, and by the time, you know, they're all done, they're probably left at like fifty bucks in disposable income
1: you know it's actually funny but like that's the reality of a lot of people honestly <laughs> of a lot of people yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah so it, it's hard to do you can have a plan with that 50 dollars, but it, it's hard to to really move the needle in those scenarios so it's important to also you know look back and say okay what is my income strategy what is my income plan so how can i generate enough income you know that my expenses are covered and i still have some disposable income because it's that disposable income that then enables you to, to plan for the future to set money aside, you know, and, you know, have those short-term, medium-term, or long-term goals. And an income plan or an income strategy, you know, can vary from, okay, what are my skill sets? Or what are the skill sets that I need to achieve to earn this sort of income? Or, you know, what are the side business that I need to do? Or what are the, you know, additionalities that I need to create for myself to do that? We could definitely have another segment, you know, where we give a lot of more detailed examples. But, I, you know, just to throw some out there, you know, so some people, you know, can have like, you know, now... It's very popular, you know, especially um, our youth, you know, having a side gig, something that people will do on the side to make extra money. Some people would sell on eBay, will sell on Amazon, some would launch a Shopify, some would have, Etsy. Um, yeah, Etsy, Etsy, yeah, some would sell on Etsy, mm-hmm. you know, in, for the digital economy. Um, some people just have additional gigs, you know, where they uh, leverage their services, you know, um, like I know someone who does essay writings on the weekends you know after work mm,
1: interesting yeah
3: and and you know just there's there's a wider array of you know opportunities out there but it's it's very key even even for those who are creating financial plans and they see that it, you know and you have certain goals and you can see that it's going to be very hard to reach that goal unless you augment your income it's very key to have an income strategy um it's extremely key
0: hmm so okay maybe for example sorry i'm listening to you and i'm trying to apply it to myself because i really need this (laughs) Um, so you know how i was talking about how it doesn't make sense like my salary as compared to like how much houses cost so in that kind of situation it would be advisable to try to augment your income as well because I feel like that's what I feel like that's what a lot of people don't talk about even though it's really important to develop a saving saving habit like I guess people are always like it doesn't matter what you have just save but I guess people don't talk about the fact that you actually have to have a high thing to get high outcomes to like obviously like the law of accumulation relation will mean that the money will still become something but if you have more to start with then it just it makes
3: the journey a lot easier exactly Absolutely. okay Absolutely.
0: so in summary be rich eh <laughs> <laughs> Okay. In summary okay. I hear you I hear, you, I hear you,
3: I hear you. <laughs> George,
0: get a side
1: hustle, <laughs> make money. Yeah.
0: Make I guess money. it's also investing in skills too, because like I was having mm. a conversation with someone yesterday about like this course like she said that I should take and the course costs like 10k dollars.
1: And I said, so is uh, like so is it, are you sure <laughs> is it right it's to look at education as
0: you know like is it okay to look at like education as like an investment
3: because is it like you know it, uh it, i'll say this is a very touchy subject but i'll, I'll give my opinion nonetheless Okay, um, what's, what so it, it it also depends on you know what, what type of, <laughs> of of education you know you're looking at I, and i'll use technology as as the lens in which i i see things as so Let's say you're a programmer, for instance, and you focus on programming um, desktop computers that run on floppy disks or USB, and that was your key expertise. Um, today, you'd be redundant because what you focus on, or what your education, or what your skill set is, has evolved with technology. So now you have the cloud. You know you don't have, you don't need a floppy disk, you don't need a CD-ROM, you don't even need a flash drive, although some people still have it. But the demand for your skill sets has dwindled. And when thinking of education or acquiring new skills, I tend to try and look at it in that lens, is that how valuable is this skill set? And within a certain amount of time, can that skill set be disrupted? Can the computer do what I'm what you know, i doing right now? And if you look at the world with artificial intelligence and automation, you know, a lot of things are shifting. So like, let's say like, for instance, I'll give you an example. So like, look, look at autonomous vehicles, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, think about how many drivers will be out of work once those become, when, when those become mainstream. Like how many truck drivers will not be needed when you can have a truck run on a computer, go from point A to point B.
0: Hmm. Think about, it. Not- <laughs> yeah, think about it. Think about
3: <laughs> I it. Think
1: about it. That makes you very sad. Bro. You know, and,
3: and 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 much more too. So I don't, I don't. I'm not trying to sound grim, but it's. But but also, new jobs will be created for programmers or for people yeah, who can manage true. that technology. So you know, there'll be uh, you know the world sort of tends to balance itself out. But you just you want to be on the winning side. Yes, on the winning side of the equation. <laughs> you wanna be on the winning side of the equation. Yeah. But skill sets That's is Nigerian
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Absolutely. But skill sets is very key. Or even finding additional opportunities, you know. Um, I'm not gonna try and say, you know, like follow your dream, follow your passion, all that, kumbaya.
1: It's good. <laughs> he said, oh nah, nah, none of that, none of that. He said none of that.
3: But, you know, do what you're good at, you know, and what you can turn to, you know, what you can monetize. You know, I think that's key, you know, because people would either buy your service or your product if it's cheaper, better or faster, you know, and if as an individual you can create that or create that efficiency, um, there's a lot of opportunity out there
0: makes sense that's makes fair sense. it's
1: actually important
0: very important words it's also scary too in covid because like a lot of things have changed too. like mm-hmm. where i feel like at the beginning of last year for example when we we're talking about side hustles because we've actually had this discussion i was talking about how like you know i could wait on the side and get money and like that too has also mm, been slashed by covid yeah. you know yeah. so it's really like it l- <laughs> this world is a big risk honestly <laughs> Everything you do
3: is a big- <sighs>
1: i guess like it kind of really just also points back to what george was saying about how not transferable are your skills but like how like how will your skills last in the long in the long term Mm -hmm. like
0: i swear no no one could have seen covid coming like i feel like in the stock market in in just so many aspects nobody saw covid coming
2: so i feel like Mm -hmm. regardless it shocked you
0: it shocked me (laughs) it (laughs) shocked me (laughs)
2: Do you guys think we'll bounce back quickly from this? Like, when the time the vaccine is, do you think this is just a temporary like thing or it's? I think so. For, an, for future yeah.
1: i mean like i feel like it would definitely change like a lot of like culture like it was like work culture and even like maybe eating out culture like i feel like it would change like a lot of things where people may be working from home more like just a lot of things but i think that the economy itself my bands out. but to be very honest i also know nothing about economy so <laughs> i am really you just stuck in me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well uh, no as he said you know some trends are probably here to stay because now for the past eight to nine months a lot of people have been working from home
0: zoom culture
3: zoom culture yeah so a lot of a lot of companies are asking now do i need to buy get an office and pay so much office rent Uh if people can work from home so you know stuff like that um let's say you're an individual and you're working in, in in a big city and your cost of housing is so high and now you can work from home. Does it make sense to live in that same big city? Wouldn't it be better to mm. move to somewhere like Ottawa or Windsor or more affordable mm. cities? So there are some it's actually trends funny that are like, there to stay.
1: It's actually interesting Like they mentioned stuff like that because I have some coworkers as well. Like my company, we've kind of transited to working from home. And I have some okay. of my coworkers who are actually now thinking of like buying a house in the country and like you know i i didn't even know there was a country in canada i thought like everywhere was just apparently (laughs) 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 but yeah that's not that everywhere was just like but yeah like thinking of like you know moving to the country and like i'm just like that is so interesting because it's like it really does give you that luxury to do a lot of things and like you said it's like is it even affordable or does it even make sense financially to stay where you are you could maybe just use that money to travel and go live in like somewhere quieter and cheaper
3: Uh, absolutely absolutely and there's some industries that would be hit, um, they'll still recover in the longer term, but like, in, like, the, like the, if you look at the movie industry, so like going to the cinemas, for instance, that would mm-hmm. be greatly affected due to Netflix and Amazon Prime and HBO and Hulu. Mm-hmm. That was already being affected, but with COVID, you know, it just makes it a lot harder. Uh, mm-hmm. the airline industry um would business travel be the same as what it was or mm-hmm. personal travel you know and how long would that take the cruise industry too how willing will people be to one jump on the cruise I, i'm looking to jump on the cruise you know asap me too honestly i literally heard that and i was
1: like i mean, like i don't know about them but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when
0: covid Personally. started like cruise cruises were like one of the biggest things to be hit like remember there were yes. um, there mm-hmm. were reports of like once one person on the cruise has it like there's like yeah, almost everybody people can. everybody has yes. it yeah yeah, yeah. It, it hit, but yeah. It
1: hit but i will still really be jumping hard.
3: on a cruise uh, i hear And that, the prices but... now are so <laughs> discounted that it's so attractive yeah really absolutely. yeah i just yeah. wear mask.
1: Some- oh. Jew,
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh you get oh you get the vaccine, so you know exactly. like oh, this Yeah, I just get the vaccine. Honestly,
1: once I say once once I get that vaccine, I
3: can't tell anything?
2: <laughs> Go crazy. <laughs> 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 which, which
3: brings me to my next question. How many people are confident in the vaccine? And how many people are waiting to see how to react on other people before they take it.
1: Oh, I'm part of the waiting gang. I'm definitely waiting. <laughs> to take the- no, I'm, I'm definitely take like,
2: this.
1: honestly, I, I'm going to take the vaccine eventually. I want to take it because I love traveling. Like, it's something that I want to do. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. currently in school right now, so I feel like I can stay at home for like a longer period of time, but like, I really do want to travel. So I do want to take the vaccine. But for me, it's just like, I also really want to see. Like, I want to wait and see how like everybody that has already taken it reacts to it or if they react I'm at sure. all. But at the same time It's not really Like it doesn't really make sense Because technically If they're going to to this, It will not be It will be, 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 yeah. be a longer time It will be a longer time So It's Absolutely. like It's not It's not really the best Like it doesn't really make sense To wait Especially if you're just waiting For one year But like I don't yeah. know I guess it's just the it, maybe it's just for like, it's just for my peace of mind as opposed to anything that's actually concrete. But yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. To me, that's I feel like cool. I'm going to take it as soon as it's available for me. And I feel like the only reason I'm saying this is because I'm kind of rest assured in the fact that thousands of people are going to have taken it before it even nears my, my area. Because like, I, again, we're part of the population that works at home. We're younger. And like, just all these factors. So I'm just, I'm not too worried once it comes to the my... Moment. My mm-hmm.
3: How about you, George? Uh I'm still watching. Um, but I like as I've seen, you know. Like politicians and people take it publicly, so that also reinforces. <gasps> yeah, um, they said
0: Nigerian big men are going to Dubai to go and get it. to you guys, did you oh, hear really? that? Oh, so, really? yeah, did someone not hear said that. that they heard a report that like it's like an inside news that like the big men are going to Dubai. I was yeah, that like, is, God, that is India very was unbranded, so
2: wicked. And Nigeria so, hasn't announced so any like no plans vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's that is very, very. They're still waiting unbranded. for are the, for, the for the them to donate. <laughs> to do <Yeah>. giveaway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 nah, Nigerian oh, is the
0: so political annoying. class is so wicked. Like, honestly. honestly
1: let me not even say what I'm praying for for <laughs> that vaccine for them. Let me just hold it. I <laughs> made defects. Um, <laughs> I did not say that. That's what's what you thinking
0: says with your <laughs> chest. Um but I just really also I guess this could be our like final point but um like a lot of people I saw when I was searching up the topic anyway is that um sometimes men's financial plans and women's financial plans can look different can not I guess not always but like that there's different factors that make it look different but you experience like are there any differences and like where are those differences
3: Uh, yes yes there there are differences you know but there are also similarities and the differences would um, would come in expenses and spending patterns for instance so um, in terms of shopping I would say that women tend to spend more than men
0: can relate (laughs) <laughs>
3: and in terms of cars for instance you know men tend to spend more than women mm. so but but on, a, on average um and it also depends on what country what region so the data is very mm, i was
1: gonna say probably the culture as well
3: and the culture yes yes and the savings culture so there, you're going to see a lot of anomalies in the data but uh, just using north america as a benchmark you know on on a wide scale you know on average men tend to save more than women however there's also in- income inequality In the workplace. Hmm, Speak about it. (laughs) So yes. So although now you know a lot of work is being done, you know a lot of things are changing. There's a lot more transparency, but you know there's still some pockets you know that that where work needs to be done. So and I just just give a a rough example. So if a a a woman is earning fifty thousand for doing the same job, a man is earning seventy thousand. So even if she's saving the same way as he's saving, you know, at the end of the day, you would have more savings than her due to a larger income, Mm -hmm. Um, and oftentimes that reflects in the data that we see. Um, Mm -hmm. But things are a lot more better than they were five years ago, a lot more better than they were 10 years ago, a lot more better than they were 20 years ago. And I am positive that, you know, they will become better as we go. It's not perfect, but there is growth um, in in terms of wage gaps and, and, and income inequality, yeah.
0: Yeah, I fear that okay I, i'm about to make a statement just based on my life experience and i don't really know that it's the fact for everyone but i fear that women don't talk about finances enough because just the conversations i've had with my um guy friends as compared to like my um, women friends it doesn't look like it's something that we discuss Or, or maybe just i know guys are more likely to take risks so like if we are to look at um saving habits i think women might actually be better um or or on par basically with men but then when it comes to like investments and like you know making financial yeah taking risks, taking like actually taking finances into their hands like you know how we talked about how you even have to have a bigger income to have bigger investments and savings and stuff like that men will negotiate their uh, salaries they will move jobs um basically take more risks that help their financial goals and they even have financial goals to start with than like what i've seen like discussed with my female friends and stuff so i i fear that we're not talking about finances enough i don't know has that been you guys's experience hadiza and imama um
1: it hasn't really been my experience to be okay. honest
0: have you really had discussions with guys about investments and i'm saying um i'm generalizing because obviously there are some guys i've also talked to that really don't have financial plans either Mm -hmm. but um like generally
1: i like for me it's kind of been a mix like i've had discussion with like men about like investments but like i've also had discussion with like discussions with men and they literally are just like vibes so <laughs> I feel like So for me It's kind of been like a mix Where it's like Some of them are like Oh yeah Like you know Do this Like do all this risks I'm just like ah, Thanks But nope Thanks And then some of them are like Oh yeah Like you said Like we're not trying to do that yet We're just like Living our life See how things go And then maybe in like 5-10 years We'll start thinking about that So um Yeah Like that's why I feel like For me It's just been a mix I'm not really sure That I would say but then again, honestly, maybe you know what? M- maybe I'll I'll get I'll get back to you on that one because maybe I should actually go ahead and talk. and a do, a too. <laughs> to do a survey. I just go and do a survey. Talk a little bit more to both my like, yeah. male and female friends and see
3: where they I stand. See from my well, we can look at it. For, okay, okay sorry. Um, Oh, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, no, no. I was just gonna you know just reinforce the fact that um, there is mm-hmm. probably a difference if you look at it just in like companies and look at their boards and the amount of women they have on on their board of directors alone or the amount of female CEOs that lead, you know, the major investment and financial institutions, there's a lot of work to be done there, you know, because mm. the num- the numbers are not are not equal, not, not even anywhere near equal. Mm. And once that changes, you know, that also reflects the investment habits Of women across the world too So I'll definitely say that There's a lot of work that needs to be done Mm -hmm. In that regard
2: It seems like there are a lot of things That are in women's way Like I don't know how to explain it Like okay if it's not career Maybe it's like you know Women also maybe have to plan for other things too Yeah And um yeah, it's, it's just not something... And pro-society makes men feel like they are the providers. So because mm-hmm. I, of that, yeah. maybe they feel like they, feel
0: like they that's, need that's it for survival. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to bring up. Because the conversations I have with um, my friends that are guys, it seems to be that they are... It's, it's cultural. Like, they, they yeah. basically... Thought about the fact, and I'm speaking because we're Nigerian, right? And um, I guess mm-hmm. this applies for a lot of African societies as well. Like, they expect to be the provider, and just that burden, like, you have to actually think about it. Like, if I'm going to m- get married at like 30 and I'm going to be like the breadwinner, and they assume that role, I guess, automatically in their heads. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, I have to be here I by this time. Here, yeah. And so then they have to make those plans and stuff. But I feel like while women, the women I've talked to And I'm generalizing also Because I know some women That are very Very good financial planners But um, I mean for the most part We discuss finances Not practically Like not with like figures Not with like actions Do you get what I mean? It's, it's kind of like We talk about it Like I want to be here At this time But we don't say What we're doing right now To get there To get there Do you get mm. what I mean? And we talk mm-hmm. about saving But then as we said Saving is not What's going to make you uh, For the most part anyways depending on how much you're making but it's not really what is going to build your wealth so it's like i i feel like the discussions i've had with a lot of my female friends has been aspirational rather than like (laughs) crying (laughs) yeah but we we actually especially in our generation where it's both men and women that are working but women might have to take um breaks in their own careers say the if Children is something you want to have. A lot of times, there's like a gap in your career that you have to take, mm-hmm. so you have to plan for that and stuff like that. So I feel like for me, that's such a huge difference that you actually have to really plan for and plan ahead to And also in a situation where, what if you're marrying down? Because like I know a lot of women say they will never marry down. Sorry, I'm, I'm just saying. But no, what if just, I just what if, <laughs> what if you do mar- what if you do marry down? Because we're both working. Why are you shouting at me? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's you that feels attacked. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Please proceed. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like just because we have just much more um work to do, it feels, especially in a society where we are saying we want to, like, a lot of, see, me. I'm, I'm making statements based on my own perspective of things, but it's like because it's changing now, women are also, sometimes women are the breadwinners, but sometimes you split the, in- like, the, expenses in the house it's like i feel like we haven't caught up to the mindset just yet do you get what i mean but this is yeah. based on my life experiences uh, but, but,
3: but I, I think with a rise in feminism you know and how there's greater equality of the sexes i think it would definitely catch up mm-hmm. but that that too can also be controversial because you know some people don't want to split the bill some people want to you know so mm-hmm. it also depends on, on, on preference mm-hmm. but i'll throw the question to you guys um Assuming you're in a relationship or you're in a family, would you want to split the bill equally, or do you think you should split the bill equally, or hmm. you know, um, who should cover equally what? Equally,
2: as in, <laughs> 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 I think. Say- no. say- I did
1: not say equally. I did not say equally.
2: Let me land. Let me land. Let me land. Let land. 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 So- i think the idea of equally is even i think the word to use is more equitably because um you know it would really depend on everyone's income and you know what they're more comfortable doing and how you guys also share other duties within the household as well i think there are a lot of a lot of factors that really depend i'm more for like obviously quality and stuff like that but there are lots of things that go into it and not just finances and you know you can be splitting it like oh half half and then one person. Is lazing around While the other person Is doing all the work And putting in Other efforts In other ways So I feel like um, It really depends That's a Equitable is the word You but know I actually Kind
1: of agree, agree with How these are here equality. Yeah Yeah cause it's like when I just think about like just like housework in general, like it usually I mean, falls obviously, on women. yeah, it usually falls on women. Like yes, feminism and all that fun stuff, but it's like usually at the end of the day, the woman will still carry most of the load, or even with like raising the child. Like yes, both parents do do that, but like most times, it would most likely still fall on the woman because the man is not going to breastfeed the child at one a.m. Do you get it? Just like it's just things like that. So I feel like when yeah. it kind of all comes down to it, equity might be the best place to look at it from rather than equality
3: equality that's true that's
1: true i am that's true yeah
0: no i agree with everything you guys have said i actually think that um i think i am more open to that 50 50 thing just because i want the work in the house like generally to be split and so like for me to be able to to ask for that that it be split i think i need to contribute equally do you get what i mean Mm -hmm. like obviously like i feel like a lot of times and like i even see it in myself even as i talk today i'm not even married or anything but i still see how it gets like it's easy to default into traditional roles but for me i think i see an importance in actively fighting it just because like I don't know, it's my preference, right? So mm-hmm. therefore I have to bring like an equal amount or something close to equal in the household. Equation, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts,
3: George? Yeah, George. So that I can cancel you. You already know. <laughs> so growing up, you know, the the mindset was you know, as a guy, you're a provider, you know, you have to take care of family. Where did you, you grow up, you by the way, if let me ask? Um, so, uh, for the most part, Nigeria, you know, mm-hmm. then then some parts, England, you know, for a brief part, then some parts, Canada, but for most part, it was a Nigerian upbringing, Nigerian family, Nigerian, you know, parents, uncles, and stuff like that. Uh, so, the mentality was always, you know, as a man, you're a provider, you uh, you have to be a man, and, uh, my, I, and I grew up with all girls, right, so I was the only boy, mm. so... Oh. It, it was even reinforced you know a lot you know a lot more so it would be nice to have somebody you can split the income with 50 50 that'd be great you know but my mindset is 100 um mm. wait wait what
0: do you mean 100 percent? like uh, like he, he will carry he will everything carry, you define yeah, wife yeah. judge
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are you single? goo? Searching. The word, George, what, what's, uh, what's the caveat for carrying you carrying honey? It's true, hundreds. yeah. What's, oh, the, it's true. Important
3: what's questions. The, what's the, the hidden and the, 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 the tiny The tiny catch 22. <laughs> <laughs> the catch 22.
2: Yeah, what's wow. the
1: catch? He's <laughs> <Like>, uh, <laughs> 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 stammering. He's stammering. <laughs> he's like, uh, 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 hey, ah, <laughs> John <he's>, says
2: slip trade.
3: Because
2: he's giving a pitch, but what's the catch? You what's know, the catch? Everything sounds so, like, sounds so you know. beautiful.
1: Like, so oh I
3: yeah, I'll pay
2: hundred
1: percent. All you right, no, no, have to no, do is no. just say I look pretty. Nope. What's the catch?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no, there's no catch. You know, but just. <laughs> See like, how you said, I, catch
1: Oh, he, said, he, said, he said there is no catch per se. There, there was actually a silent um, per se <laughs> there. Yeah. Well,
3: okay, <laughs> no, no there's, there's no catch, but I, I'd say even from uh, so I give, I give you a perfect example. So um if, if, even from my family upbringing, so um my dad he had like a... well I like a nine to five job, so he he worked at a at an oil company, but my mom she was sort of like the entrepreneur in the family, so she sort of ran her own business and stuff like that. So even though he would you know perform his, his duties you know to the best of his own abilities she had the capacity to do whatever she wanted so i'd say mm. you know that between both partners is it's also key too because that that provides you know liberty to do what you want you can go the extra mile you know and if something happens to one person you know the other person doesn't really feel it and stuff like that yeah, yeah but there's, so there's, there's, there's no is catch no
1: catch. okay
3: there's no catch. so there's no now catch.
1: back to the question are you single and searching <laughs>
0: I'll get back to you on that. Day. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point we've turned Africa Lipsal to a dating podcast. <laughs> <a> dating <DC> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just wonder then, like, where the mindset of like wanting to carry hundred percent of the expenses comes from then? Because okay, there's
3: still, no catch, we don't need to question it. I think for I think for for a lot of African men, I, I'll say for a lot of African men, you know, that is it's probably mindset. how they were raised. Yeah. 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 For. For a lot of them, you
1: know, it's like... Yeah, it's like probably how they raise the pride thing. I feel like, probably also like, just something tied to like masculinity and like feeling like they're the
3: man type thing yeah because men are not you know and if you can't provide you sort of feel useless for, for a lot of people you know um, okay yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it's good that we're talking about this on the financial episode because maybe I can stop saving for a house now shake honestly <laughs> yes, just go man
1: hunting no, to be
0: very honest just go man hunting for a man that's trying to do 100% <laughs> and <laughs>
1: look at that no, and, no just imagine imagine if you had to pay 250k for a house just imagine Two hundred and fifty k going into so, something else. So she just gets.
2: be 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 a woman that is enterprising, looking for a man that wants to give you hundred percent. Wow,
0: look at you! You have it. You See, actually
1: have this, the formula. This is
2: the financial plan for women. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so everything we you're welcome guys disregard it if you're a woman disregard it this is for the men so I'm just joking but I check guess it or check,
1: it. <laughs> check it please before they will come and say that have put into bankruptcy
0: well I guess I guess like I really do see where the mindset of like women I guess if you feel like you're going to fall back on someone there isn't as much pressure yeah like so there's no
1: sense of urgency urgency, urgency
0: exactly so i guess it's definitely a cultural thing but i guess i'm just putting it to the listeners to like be like if you are looking for what is considered a modern relationship maybe start thinking of your finances more serious absolutely,
3: absolutely yeah
0: yeah because it's easy to fall into like things that are are like our parents did and traditional things but you're saying you want to move away from our parents generation so it also requires work too yeah so yeah yeah Yeah,
1: but do you guys have any other questions for George? I think that was it for me, honestly. I actually learned a lot. So So much. (laughs) You know what I learned on this episode? Be rich. Either be rich or marry rich. Amen. Mm. Amen. That's the gospel. (laughs) George.
0: Do you want to add anything to that? Because I think that's a very good summary of everything you said. I mean, I think he also said a lot
1: about investing, uh, buying a but I mean being rich is also important. That one see.
0: falls on that being rich. Oh.
3: <laughs> yeah. But I think you guys covered it. I uh, had a lot of fun. <laughs> no, this, this is this is very really fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so
1: yeah, much. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming This was on excellent
0: so if the listeners wanted to find your like anything that you do do you want to plug anything here
3: uh sure sure um i'll put my personal email uh so they can reach me on Oni 101 at gmail.com okay and my twitter handle would be george underscore oni so that's g-e-o-r-g-e underscore o-n-i please feel free to shoot me a message or you know get in touch if you need anything
0: yeah, if you guys have any questions, because it's not us you're asking, it's not us. <laughs> we actually can't help. If you ask
1: me, I'll just message George, sir. Stop, <laughs> Stop please <assist. laughs>
0: But yeah, thank you so much. We had so much fun like talking about this, and like, um, hopefully, we can all make like better financial choices in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one, you know. Um, Absolutely. The earlier you start, the better. To be mm-hmm. honest, you're never too young to do these things. So yeah, here's the more monies. Shout out some more money. <laughs> All right, guys. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Jo- join, us jo- join us now. Join us now. Okay. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs> Love you.